welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Furries in Football podcast, a Pegasus and a Dragon discuss football, what could go wrong or go right. I am Manny Jones. I am, of course, joined by Zeus, Pegasus Zeus. How are we feeling on this Wednesday, September the 20th? I'm feeling absolutely amazing. Uh, what a wild weekend of sports, both college and uh, the NFL here. Um, great results for my teams, as we'll discuss later. Um, and plenty of storylines are developing. There's just so many to go over. I don't know if we'll have time to cover them all today, but we're going to do our best, right, Manny? Well, we'll see what we can do, of course. Uh, we see talks about Colorado and Colorado State. Florida State's near collapse. Top 25, UCF. Week one, and we'll talk about week the next week three, rather, coming on in our yes, pickup, of three. course. We do, however, have some news that is developing as we are recording this podcast. And it just, and the, it's, it's an intriguing story that we'll briefly cover real quick, but defensive coordinator Alan Williams of the Chicago Bears has been absent from the team for the past two weeks. And it was, it was a big story this morning. Well, where has he been? The defensive coordinator's not here. However, abruptly out of the blue, he has resigned from the Chicago Bears, claiming he wants to focus on his health with a statement to take a step back. However, there's unique stuff that has just broke on Twitter, that being that his home has been raided along with Hallis Hall. Now, now I, there have been team representatives have come forward and said that Hallis Hall, the headquarters of the Chicago Bears, have not been raided, uh, but there that according to that's been going on right now, according to at underscore ML football independent football reporter, allegedly there is some extremely sensitive content on the on on whatever they have found. And judging from this, Zeus, I think it's fair to say that it is something that's very, very graphic, something that is unforgivable, and something that will probably never allow him to coach in the NFL or in football ever again. Just what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, it's, 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 it's crazy how this has developed from just where has this guy been? He suddenly resigns. And now FBI is being FBI is getting called in. It's legit FBI open up. It, it's wild. Here's a wilder part of this whole thing. Story too. And one that you just learned about. I did not know this until I went, I went, we went live this podcast and Charles Tillman is trending on Twitter. Of course, remember football, Charles Tillman, one of the best linebackers of the, of the mid two thousands bears, bears cornerback helped the bears and the Panthers reach the stairs. So the Super Bowls was a pro bowler and the Walter Payton man of the year. Zeus peanut Charles Tillman is an FBI agent now. And according to at underscore ML football, he was the one who informed the Bears about Williams' home being raided. Jeez, just... FBI, open up! Literally, to, literally. To think, to think that's going on right now with uh, with an organization. Like, I thought well, the Dolphins had it bad uh, with, you know, what happened with Stephen Ross last year, but this is to a whole new level. Like, we're talking yeah. Ohio State levels of, like, craziness going on in that program, and... Wow, um, that, that's certainly a developing story that we'll have to keep tabs on. For sure. But there, there are just no words for this. There are just no, no. words to describe how people, well, then again, I could say one thing. Any, anyone in a position of power, power corrupts. I'm not really that surprised that there's some skeletons hiding in the closet of these organizations, but this is ridiculous, man. It's, um, it, 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 in the NFL, 
I'm just curious about the NFL response because they've been pretty lax on penalties um, since Goodell's been in charge. So I'm curious to see, like, once more of this investigation comes out, how hard the sanctions are going to be yeah. against the Bears organization. An organization that already is lose struggling first. to oh. be relevant, and now we have this. Hmm? Yeah, it. I thought we lost it for a second. No, that's so good. But uh, it's 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 just crazy to think about. Just you are an you are an NFL defensive coordinator, and if it is true, now this is this this is breaking news that has just been coming out slowly from independent reporters all throughout. But at this point, it's just wild to think that you are in you are a coach in the NFL, and you have all these things uh, going on. Uh, now I will I will give a clarification to this whole thing because there are going to be a lot of stuff that's going to happen instant reactions. I would like to report though, according to Courtney Cronin, a Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN, a team spokesperson addressed the rumors regarding Hollis Hall being raided today as false. Police have not ever been to Hollis Hall today in connection to Allen Williams. So that is the breaking news there. Uh, we'll keep you posted. We'll have probably a lot of follow up next week, uh, but that's the best we could do. We just got to wait for more information to come out. Zeus. On moving on, we was a quite an intriguing week of college football, starting with the big matchup of Colorado and Colorado State. Yeah, a matchup that I wouldn't think would be as huge, but the game, the hype, game day was there. It was everything that people wanted. It, it's insane that Colorado is right now the flagship storyline of this whole season. They, they, they eked out a win in double overtime. Despite being the 20-point favorites, they struggled with their rival, Colorado State. Shador Sanders, as he said, off the road, he just wanted to be Tom Brady, which can't fault that. Braden Fowler Nicolosi, the quarterback for Colorado State, didn't play that bad. I was about the three interceptions. However, there was an even bigger storyline uh, after this game, Zeus. Uh, Tyler, not sorry, Tyler, Travis Hunter took a very late hit at some point during the game by Henry Blackburn, a safety for Colorado State. Now, this is just a situation of just people being horrible. I don't know if it's Colorado fans or Dion stands here, Zeus, but Travis Hunter, not Travis Hunter, Travis Hunter will be out for a couple of weeks. He had a lacerated liver. Hopefully, he's able to recover well. He is one of the brightest talents in college football. But Henry Blackburn, Zeus. Mm -hmm. has had calls for his scholarship to be revoked. His number and his family's phone number were doxxed online, and he and his family have been receiving death threats. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the play right now. It was cheap. It was vicious. It was something I'll never stand for in college football. But no matter what, to have anyone exposed to such nonsense from an even crazier set of fans... Is completely unacceptable. Um, the, 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 the level of debt, like no one's life should be put on, put into jeopardy over a freaking game. Like as passionate as we are, as much as this country worships football, and you know I love it too. We, that's what we're doing this podcast. No one should get to that extent of, you know, being 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 some sort of uh, policing force and determining who gets the who gets the freaking right to live or die. No one. These are these are kids in their eighteen, that's early twenties range. Like they're gonna make dumb mistakes, even though, you know, that was clearly intentional by the defender here. But that's still no excuse to send, uh, uh death rates to anybody in in any capacity like that. It, yeah, it's insane. It it is. Even Coach Prime. Even Coach Prime uh, spoke. Yeah, Coach this. Coach Prime was even quoted as saying that you know, 
But a kid, it's not good. He does not deserve a death threat over a game. At the end of the day, this is a game. Someone must win. Someone must lose. Everybody continues their life the next day. Very unfortunate. Now, he was flagged for unnecessary roughness. One of many penalties the Rams committed in that loss in that game. And, um... That should have been an ejection. Should have been, should, should have been an ejection. I mean, we could totally talk about... I don't believe targeting was called. wasn't a blow to the head, but still was a massive hit. And you can call it dirty for sure. Uh, you can call it dirty for sure. I'm not taking any time if it was a dirty hit or not. Definitely a massive hit. Late hit for sure. But at the same day, I, it's it's ridiculous to me that people just immediately jump towards a death threat. It's like, it, at the end of the day, Travis Hunter even is like, has forgiven him. It's not like Travis Hunter was talking about it with a giraffe onesie on, which was kind of funny. He was without a giraffe onesie on, on a stream talking about it. I was like, yeah, no, I'll be back. It's, it's going to be fine. He's, he, don't, don't, don't do anything like that. And even, and police had to be involved. Um, Jay Norvell had their family's address uh, posted on uh, social media. So it, it's, it's ridiculous that like, that happened, and I don't think he should lose his scholarship. You should, should you suspend him? Yeah, I think suspension. I, I agree. I say suspension, just like at least a game, maybe two. If you want to get, if you want to slow down these massive hits you're seeing, and you can, and you can have the debate from the defensive back side of things. I'll talk to my guy Cav about this. My guy Mike Barr was the former defensive back at Culver Stockton. Some might argue that he was trying to make a play. It was a was a football thing. Something bad's going to happen. Hunter even, Travis Hunter even said he did what he was supposed to do. It's football. Something bad is going to happen on the field sooner or later. You've got to get up and fight again. So even Travis Hunter realizes, look, th this is part of the game. You shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't give death threats to people. It's just no, no, insane. No. It's a violent sport and people shouldn't be act so flabbergasted that it is absolutely a violent sport. Oh, agreed. Um, agreed. Yeah, otherwise we're just going to kind of dumb it down to a point where it's just not recognizable anymore. And I don't think anyone wants that in the end. Yeah, you know, player safety is important, but that's on the refs to make sure that yeah. egregious hits are flagged again. Or, and, you know, maybe there has to be an addendum to ejection of the rule. But regardless, um, the fans are definitely in the wrong here. And no one really should really be on their side. Yeah. Fanatic or not of the team. Nobody, yeah. nobody should be given death threats. Uh, that's a sad thing, though, because other than that, Game was definitely up to the expectations. Colorado the three and three and zero. Like I said, game of the week. Game of the week, exactly. Yeah. And overall, you know, the Pac-12 did was really a conference fun to watch. You had uh, Washington really put it down on Michigan State. Michael Penix Jr. putting up a possible Heisman watch performance with four touchdowns, four hundred seventy-three yards. Oregon State looked good against San Diego State, of course. Uh, California briefly was down 17 nothing to Idaho, but they won 31 to 17. Though in terms of Pac-12, though we had an FCS upset, though Zeus, Sacramento State and Stanford. Sacramento State with the win, 38 23. But Washington, goodness gracious, goodness. <laughs> Michael Penix Jr. definitely looks like a, a big Heisman uh, contender for sure. I, I like seeing the Southpaw quarterbacks get something going. That that's a personal thing with me i just love seeing uh the southpaws uh get some action i'd like to see a southpaw like him get going uh on other games did you check out yeah. florida state and boston college though my friend yeah but briefly on washington check. i think they're definitely the the favorite uh right now to win the, the pac-12 oh. 
they look they look more dominant than the Washington team that got there. Um, I think in 2014, a while back when the college football playoffs started. So um, this conference still remains the best in the country, which again is ironic given that it's going to die next year. Yeah. So you know, I'm glad that everyone's balling out. No one's feeling sorry for themselves. They just they're they're out there trying to make a name, trying to prove that they belong in the new conferences and. Yeah, um, I'm glad that's going well for them. And sure. I do hope that um, someone from the Pac-12 does make it to the title game. Uh, well, the the playoff and, and challenge, which they most certainly can. Yeah, same. But yes, Florida State. Oh, God. What the heck was that? That's a good just, question, man. That's a good question. Yeah, it's like the offense just completely were shut down. And my man, Castellanos, former UCF quarterback, lit him up. Absolutely took that second half, lit them up, and proud of the guy. But at the same time, I thought Florida State's defense was better than that. So I have no idea um, what they were thinking. I think they were – honestly, because Clem- because they're going to have the game at Clemson this week, they were just probably looking ahead. It's a classic example of a team not treating their next opponent seriously, and this is what we get. But, you know, I, I think BC, you know, Thomas Castellanos, having watched BC, one of my mods on Twitch is the biggest Boston College fan I know. You know, Thomas Castellanos emerged from – because I remember my, my moderator was like, man, I don't like Castellanos because he was a bit inaccurate uh, during the game against Northern Illinois. He did make a very Fran Tarkenton-like play, which was absolutely wild. He is – him and Kai Robicho are a good part of that offense with 152 rushing yards between the two. Uh, Castellanos definitely is the guy you want in BC. I, I'm hopeful he turned something really darn good for Boston College. Just with the case of BC – the turnover game got bad for them. Uh, they, they, the turnover game just got bad for them. One pick by uh, Castellanos, and they almost, they almost had a fumble. Almost had a fumble. Uh, lost it. Recovered that. Excuse me. There's a few But like, I think the issue too with Boston College, they almost had the upset. And believe me, all of America, I'm pretty sure, save for those in Tallahassee, we're rooting for, we're rooting for some a Boston College upset. Uh, oh yeah. Underdogs are easy to root for. Yeah. Not to mention they were in their Wells Crowther unis. I love those uniforms from Boston College. They look fantastic and revamped. The thing is just though, BC just could DC's defense just was not there uh at all mm-hmm. in that game. But dude, that's a great effort. I, I I think, you know, Boston College, you know, they are the outlier of the ACC. They got something to prove. And they should look, hey, we can hang a little bit with the big dogs. Yeah, I think they're they're definitely eligible. They might get seven or eight wins this year if they keep playing like that. So sure. Um, yeah, so definitely good look for the Eagles. Uh, Florida State they got their biggest test next week, but we'll get there when we talk next week's games. Sure. But they're not the only um, top twenty-five team that struggled. Both Georgia and Bama oh put stinkers on the road this week. Bama especially making my <laughs> still hated cows of South Florida look like world beaters. Yeah, it's like come on, man. You know, what's... come on, Bama. I don't know what in the world is happening at Alabama. I was like, I remember asking him, because I was watching this game with my buddy Ronan after we watched the Georgia game. Now, the Georgia game, I just think, was one of those things where, you know, Carson Beck couldn't get it going. Or he, he had the throws, but it was just, it was a rainy environment and a lot of just bad throws. The run game was always there. Georgia's a team that has struggled with injuries a lot. Branson Robinson out for the year at that ACL tear. So I think Georgia played it through their defense shut out South Carolina in that second half. And they played a good game. The defense played good. Defense wins championships. And they looked good defensively. Offensively, a big question mark. But what the hell happened to Alabama? You know, 
I'm, they have honestly, no quarterback. That's ha- why. What? I don't know. Did the Jalen? What happened to Jalen Milrow? I thought he was okay. I, I'm confused. Like <laughs> fools go, fools gold. I guess they. None of the quarterbacks on Bama look good. <laughs> then again, I don't think they really had a, an elite quarterback since really um, Jalen Hurts and Tua. Really, <laughs> hot day, hot place. I mean, th- this is the thing with me is like, what? Why would you drop Jalen Miller? I know that like he, he had the loss. They had a if he game against Texas, two touchdowns, two picks, two hundred fifty five yards. But he clearly, you know, compared to these two, was the better option. The fact that I'm just gonna point to the, the the fact that Alabama, who was according to Vegas, a thirty four point favorite, only won by fourteen. Man, whoever supported South Florida there, they are banking all that sweet money. Believe me, South Florida would have won this game because their defense, my guy, holy hell. Daquan Evans, uh, Jalen Stokes, Jason Vaughn, they made the O-line just look like Swiss cheese. This is an Alabama offensive line. I was watching that game, and... I'm watching Daquan Evans, and I'm just like, Jesus, what? He just did it on a Bama O-lineman? The, yeah. If they played offense, Zeus, they would have been beaten Bama, and we would have seen Bama take their first non-conference loss to a group of five school since Louisiana Monroe in 2007. Wow, that is insane. That's so as much as, I, as much as I hate the Bulls, I mean, that would have been interesting to see. Um. But regardless, uh, I don't think anyone should really take Bama seriously. Uh, they have a lot to prove this year. Um, they're they're probably gonna get maybe three losses this year. Like I can see, I look at their schedule, and I mean, even this week against Ole Miss, like they can definitely be upset there because Ole Miss definitely has an offense that could um, certainly keep up with them. Yeah, you got so, the quarterback in Jackson Dart. My bad, but you got the quarterback in Jackson Dart. They 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 could make something big happen on Bama, man. Yeah, and if Bama loses second time, yep, they're not making the playoff. Sorry, yeah. bye bye. Um. Yeah, it's it's been a wild weekend in Georgia. Looked like crap for a whole half um, yeah. against South Carolina, which is not really a rival of theirs. But still, yeah, just a bad chunk of Georgia. I think overall, hot take. I think the SEC might be the third best conference right now. What? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm saying it right now. I I would probably put um, Pac-12. Um, yeah, Pac-12, then Big Ten, then SEC, and then the Big Twelve right now as the top four. Wow, um, my guy, that was uh, quite the hot takes. Uh, other big, I don't so- believe in. Oh, I don't believe in the SEC. Like they, the SEC. They, not this year. Ah, wow, wow. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, other big, other big note. We'll talk about. Uh, we note this: uh, Missouri upset number fifteen Kansas State on a sixty-one yard field goal from Harrison Mevis, who I am a big fan of. Zeus, the thicker kicker, as he has been dubbed in uh, Mizzou. <laughs> Yeah, no, dude, Zeus, he's a thick boy. He is 5'11", 240 pounds. He is oh, a man. thick boy. But the big like, thing, though. Like, like a Stowski or something like that? Or the Polish hammer in the NFL? That sort of thing? Yeah, 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 he's thick. He's a, he's a thick boy. Th- though, the big thing, though. Tennessee. What happened to the volunteers of Tennessee Dropping a game to to rank, unranked Florida twenty nine to sixteen. <laughs> That's just Tennessee in a nutshell. And I'll give you two words to respond to that. How you ask, Josh Heupel? As a UCF fan, I know quite well how Josh Heupel loses games. 
He can put up the flashy stats, yeah. but you disrupt his game plan just a little bit. That man can't adjust. He did not adjust. Stuck to his game plan, throwing balls down the field that were just low uh, percentage completions. And yeah, they got what they deserved. Like, um, essentially um, dropping a game that they should have won against an okay Florida team. But again, that's just more more fuel to the fire that the SEC just isn't all that. Yeah. They have yet to, they have yet to impress us here. It's, it was wild to think about because, you know, I watched a bit of this game myself with Rome, my body rejected Ronan. I thought they said, like, okay, I mean, they got Jalen Wright, you got Joe Milton the third. He throws a Milton throws a pick, and you know, this may be an issue. Brew McCoy caught a touchdown, as did Ramel Keaton, but I mean the big thing for Florida was uh that defense, and you also had uh Trevor Etienne, Travis's brother, rushing for 172 yards, one touchdown, including a big 62-yard run. That is the 10th straight victory for the Gators. Over, at home at least, over Tennessee. Oh, man. They dominate the swamp. You just If you're Tennessee, you dread, oh, we got to go to the swamp. We got to go to the swamp. Oh, dear. Yeah, they had it. They, they, have, they have a pretty bad record there as of late. I thought Tennessee would kind of fi- finally turn the corners of the program, but now there's going to be, I mean, if they, if, they don't, if they don't win at least 10 games this year, there's going to be a lot of uh, chatter because – SEC fan bases are some of the worst in the country as far as being patient with their teams. Oh, yeah. Either either show up or you get thrown out. And yeah. on Florida's side, this is definitely a Napier-saving job. Um, did not do well last year. Uh, that Utah loss was nasty, but this definitely erased that Utah loss. So, I don't know. Maybe the Gators make some noise. I wouldn't be surprised if the Gators uh, give the, the, the Georgia Bulldogs some sort of conundrum this year, but we'll see. Hey, the Florida Georgia game's always a blast. One more game to talk about that we'll, we'll, we'll touch over in for just a bit. Uh, BYU, led by Pittsburgh transfer, uh, Keaton Slo- Actually, no, I'm thinking of the wrong game. I know B- Keaton Slo- played a great game, though, earlier this week. But uh, Oklahoma State lost to South Bama 33-7. Jeez, man. <laughs> South Bama's solid. They they've been a they've been a solid team. They made the jump from FCS play. They've been a generally an FCS team. But Gunner Gundy, the head co- the son of the head coach, uh, nine for 18, 64 yards. Pat has had no passing attack. Their no only way. bit of offense was Jaden Nixon, who I know in revamped is goaded. In revamped in playing college football revamped, he is goaded. He was not goaded today. What in the heck, South Bama? Blowing out OK State, man! Come on, Big Twelve. Like we we're trying to make a good impression this conference, and everyone around us just continues to just drop these games. It's it's ridiculous. And yeah. Oklahoma State was definitely a game that's gonna come home to UCF in November. That's gonna be a treat. That's I think that's on my weekend. No, no, that's the week Ooh. before my birthday. Oh. Um, but regardless, yeah, I'm very disappointed, Oklahoma State. Um. I don't know, man. Like um, this, this, this conference is, is wide open. Um, even Texas had a kind of a, an eh game this week, and the Bama win looks less impressive with about, with with how they struggled. So, I have no idea who's going to merge the winners of the Big Twelve. And but uh, we can we can probably cross Oklahoma State off the list if it can't be a team like that. The way they lost, it's disgusting. Yeah, they should be completely ashamed of themselves for that performance. Seconded. Seconded. It is just. It there's no excuse. I mean, you you expect to win those games. <laughs> you you expect to win those games. 
Um, that's all the games we're going to take a look at. Let's take a peek at the rankings that have just come out. Uh, anything big that's happened, uh, Kansas State has dropped from 15th all the way out of the rankings entirely due to their loss to Missouri. You have Duke moving up three spots. Uh, Florida has jumped back into the rankings, at least on the, on, the, on the AP Top 25 I'm looking at right now. Texas has jumped Florida State for number three in the nation. Uh, Oregon has jumped into 10th spot in the AP poll. Uh, but the big thing, Florida has jumped back in on the AP Top 25 in the coaches poll. We see the first appearance of Washington State, 24th in the coaches poll. And to Florida being back in the poll. No. Just. <laughs> no. Just no? Why? Why? No, he says no. <laughs> no, God, please, no. No. This is why I hate no. ranking so much. What has Florida done to deserve? Like, yeah, yeah, they beat an overrated Tennessee team at home. Whoop-de-freaking-dude. You want to reward Florida? You got your ass handed to you by Utah. You don't have a team that can be in the top 25. Like, (laughs) I mean, honestly, I'd be be, be more impressed with, like, maybe Clemson replacing Florida at this rate. Or Missouri. No, freaking Missouri. Put Missouri in the top 25. Why aren't they there? Missouri received 72 votes in the media poll. 44 in the coaches poll. The only team that dropped from the poll was Kansas State. Uh, that is wild, though, to think about that. Uh, this didn't hop in. Um, I can feel your hatred for polls, man. My Western Carolina Catamounts, big win over Eastern Kentucky. And we're think- and the whole thing is thinking, oh, we're going to get right in the coaches poll. We get right uh-huh. in the media poll. The coaches poll in FCS play, Zeus, is the big one. We are 27th in the coaches poll. And Listen, listen, man. I am I'm a nonviolent dragon, but there are times where I look over and I see this, and all I'm thinking of is just, "Yo, you're gonna die! You are gonna die! I guarantee it!" it it's ridiculous, my guy. It, but polls are polls; they can change on a dime with how college football works. Yeah, you're right. I mean, at least Bama, they got knocked down. The brand didn't save them. They deservedly oh, yeah. moved down after that stinker. This is their lowest they've been, I, I believe, in a while. 13th um, in the media poll and four in a 12th in the coaches poll. Yeah, like, I'm curious. How many losses is it going to take for them to drop out of the top 25 completely? Well, um, and when was the last time that happened? I'm very curious now. I am, I am to think about it. It's, I would think it would have had to have happened around the late 2000s. So I'm thinking maybe... 2006, seven, maybe eight or nine, but I'm thinking on that time and period. I mean, polls are strange, you know. Polls are polls are strange. I will say, I mean, you know, it took Michigan one loss in 2007 to drop out of the top 25 in Tyler. That was their loss to Appalachian State in 2007. So I mean, you never deserved. know. This oh yeah, very deserved. You just never know uh, what really can happen with these polls, whatever games they have with them starting conference play. It's going to be unique to see what happens with the Tide, but that is a look at the college, at college football. Uh, there's some big games, though, coming up this weekend, my friend. Yes, there is. A back-to-form compared to the kind of quiet previous week, but we still got great games and surprising games. Oh, yeah. Lots of ahead. stuff. Lots of stuff. To t- lots of stuff. The big games that we have zeroed in on, of course, is Colorado and Oregon. Now, this is where I think this this will be Colorado's Matt big test, okay? I mm-hmm. personally think that while they have an amazing offense, you lost Travis Hunter. You're taking on Bo Nix, Bucky Irving, and Troy Franklin, the duo that I know can do some good stuff with Oregon. You know, Oregon is the 21-point favorite against Colorado because the big thing is defense. 
Defense, 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 defense. If they can play defense against Oregon, they'll have a shot. But, I mean, this will be Colorado's first big test. And the favorite is Oregon in that matchup. Other matchups, you got Bama and Ole Miss. Bama will kick off SEC play. I guess you mentioned Ole Miss. And you'll see how Jackson, Darkin do, see what they do. They will be starting Jalen Miller at quarterback. I just looked this up, Zeus. They are starting mm-hmm. Miller. They're getting back Miller at quarterback. So, I don't know why they started him at, at the other guys at quarterback. It, it's it's a dumb decision, but what in the world? They bring Miller back in, though. They should be much, much better. We'll see how they grow. And the other one, this one is an intriguing matchup. Notre Dame on the rise with the Wake Forest transfer, Sam Hartman. They will take on number six, Ohio State. Yep, I think a game like this is certainly a win and stay in, or win and be in, or lose and be in serious jeopardy of the playoff this year. Oh, yeah, I second so, that. yeah, I think game is the winner, much deservedly so. That's uh, two brands going uh, going um, up against each other. Um, I don't know, man. Like I got to be in Notre Dame's for real compared to Ohio State. I think um, it's going to be a close game, but they're probably going to take it. Um, this is their big chance to really show that they belong. Um, maybe not really in the playoff because every time they've been in the playoff, they've gotten blown out. Yeah, <laughs> but. At least for now, um, I think they're right now the better team on paper than Ohio State. Um, but also want to give uh, some shout out to other big games here. Uh, we have Oregon, Oregon State, Washington State. Mm. Who knew that the two leftover teams from the Pac-12 disbandment are duking out to see which one's superior? And I do hope the best for those schools. They deserve yeah. a great home. But uh, that's going to be a great game. And last but not least, um, yeah, I already bring up uh, Florida State at Clemson. Uh, all right, Florida State. You got all the hype, beat up Clemson, or you're not going to get respect again the rest of the season. Like, this is your moment to shine, even on the road. For sure. For sure. We'll see how they uh, cooperate. I'll just point out, too, about the Oregon State-Washington uh, State game. Uh, those are the two com- those are the two schools that are currently suing the Pac-12, trying to figure out who has voting rights control of the conference. So that is an intriguing matchup for sure. Uh, the one thing I know, my guys, we just want to talk about real quick when it comes to college football before we go into the NFL. How about those UCF Knights? How do you feel, Zeus, about Timmy McLean? <laughs> I am confident. I saw everything that I needed to see from Timmy McLean against a pretty middle-of-the-pack FCS team in Villanova who were undefeated coming to this game, but he looked pretty poised. Um, early in the game, he definitely let some balls sail, but that's just the rush he's shaking off. But the thing is, compared to previous backup quarterbacks we have, he's had experience leading those dreaded Bulls of South Florida to um, some good games, even with a bad team around him. So right now, um, I feel pretty good about him going into hostile territory uh, with Kansas State. Um, as far as the rest of the team, the defense showed up again. They played pretty well. Gave us some garbage time touchdowns, but, I mean, whatever. It's, you want you want to protect your players, so I don't care if they give up 14 points. Um, but, yeah, I don't think any uh, – no turnovers. So um, that's something that's definitely an upgrade from Plumlee, but I do hope Plumlee comes back. We have the best chance to win with him. But other than that, yeah, running game looks good. Receivers are catching balls again. So it's a great get-right game, confidence-boosting game as we, as we head into the next, uh, next week at Kansas State. Um, but, yeah, did you uh, catch any of the highlights? Or I, I mean, I, did, I, I didn't see much, of course. Uh, I was I was glued to other games, but just look at it. The numbers from McLean looked like he played accurate. No, it's FCS defense, but telling you right now, man, Timmy McLean, 20 for 28, 321 yards, and two touchdowns. I'll tell you what, though. That is wild, though. He was a UCF quarterback, 
and he USF quarterback, sorry, and he transfers to UCF. That's nuts. That that, that is nuts. Well, we believe in second chances. When you make the wrong decision, <laughs> you just come to the better school. I mean, that's you got you got to praise that man. People hey. when people wise up, yeah, pat them on the back. Come 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 to a much better program. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the only thing. Only like I guess similar thing I can think of this. There was a basketball player I knew when I was in Western Carolina. Now, there's two schools that are known as the Catamounts, my beloved Western Carolina Catamounts and the Catamounts of Vermont, which play no football. But he went from one Catamount school to the other Catamount school, and it was just like, what? You transferred there, buddy? You, you transferred there? To the other <laughs> Catamount school? It was, it was, it was good. Uh, I'll tell you what. So, yeah, you got K-State next. Are uh, you feeling good about that uh, game, Zeus? Yeah, I'm feeling way better about that game than I have this past week. I mean, I wish that Kansas State won a close one and we would have a chance to knock off a ranked opponent, but eh, that's fine. Um, it's still a very quality test. They are the defending Big 12 champs. Um, but I'm surprised that the Lions only have four and a half for Kansas State. Um, if I was a betting man, I'd probably put money on UCF to cover that. But regardless, um, it's going to be a pretty well game. Um, I think UCF... People are underrating this defense. And in the Big 12, if you've got a decent defense, you've got a good shot to win it. So if UCF can limit their um, their quarterback, who's pretty good um, in, their, in their running game here, um, then, yeah, I think they have a great shot to win. Because, honestly, at Boise State, that should have been a blowout if we didn't turn the ball over every freaking time we got in the yeah. red zone. But if they just play clean football, they'll keep it close. And we have Colton Boomer, who can make a last-second field goal to win it for us. So... Yeah, man, I'm, 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 I'm thinking that this could be a great introduction to the Big Twelve. They can pull off the upset, and if they lose a close game, no worries. I mean, uh, long, long season ahead, so I, I, I'm glad that this game is also in prime time. Oh yeah, so I'll have a chance to come home um, with my dad, watch it, and hopefully uh, see UCF make history, getting their first uh, conference win. Because um, winning on the road is always tough. So um, huge, huge win if they can, if they can pull it off. What about you? Uh, you think you have a good shot to win it? I I would say so. I mean, I'm I'm a big I'm a personally just from how UCF has played over the past couple of years. Personally, I'm a person that wants to see all the new guys in the Big Twelve succeed. Uh, BYU, uh, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, UCF especially. Because I just I'll be honest with you, man. I was a big believer when UCF had that run in 2017, 18. I want to say it was when they. When they were not get got when they were not selected for the playoff because of strength of schedule, which I always think is just the dumbest thing in the world. Like you, if they have a standard of you know you have your all of your other opponents and conference have to be really damn good, but then you also have to beat them really damn good. It's never like it's never consistent. So I'm a big believer. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to. See, I'm. A, it's not just because I'm just your co-host, of course, your friend. I personally want to see UCF succeed. I would love to see. UCF succeed as a pro. Well, just, I will remind you the last time UCF transfer conferences, you won the championship that year. So let's see if history repeats itself. Let's see if it, it does, all my starts. Friends. It all starts with a big win on the road. So oh, go yeah. Knights. We will see. Oh yeah, now folks, we uh, we're let's jump into the NFL. Zeus, would you like to talk about? We, 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 we want me to go first with the Steelers game, or you want to go first with the Dolphins game? I think we'll do Dolphins first, sure, since we'll kind of alternate this week. Sure, go ahead. So yeah, first of all, the Dolphins um, had a great uh, showing on Sunday night in primetime under the lights against that dreaded Belichick defense <laughs> on the road. Um, so I'm proud of Tua. Um, didn't have monster stats this weekend, but he didn't need to. 
Because guess what? We run the ball. We can run the ball. We have balance. We have offense. Like this offense right now has the ability to be uh, a top, screw it, top three offense. Like they're, they're, they're just that good. They can certainly make um, head scratch. They can make defense coordinators scratch their heads. I'm just very hyped for this team um, offensively. And the defense, way better than the first week. Um, they made Mac Jones look mortal again. Um, they, uh, they got turnovers, um, key turnovers in key spots. Um, even though they did kind of fold in the fourth quarter, um, they made the stop when they had to. And sorry, Patriot fans, but that was clearly short, so stop whining because the refs had your back the whole game. I will stand by that hill because, goodness, you guys were awarded an illegal touchdown in the game. So don't come at me saying that the refs <laughs> screwed you, you freaking cheaters, when you had 20 years of having refs on your side. So shush you. Enjoy this moment. Beat the Jets or you're going to have a lot of... <laughs> A lot of a lot of um, alarms going off in Foxborough. So, yep, that's Zeus, it. That's Zeus it. right now yep. is just. <laughs> I mean, I can understand that they looked good though. I mean, Raheem, you run the. You know, sometimes if you struggle a lot in offense, the best thing you do, the basics, is to run the football. They look good. I'll tell you this though. Why can't my goddamn team fucking run the football? I am happy. We won the game Monday, all right? Pittsburgh and Browns, all right? A game you want to see Pittsburgh win, all right? Listen, yeah. if, if Pittsburgh loses, all right, the consumption of Iron City beer goes up 50%. It's a, it's a scientific statistic. Don't at me. But, you know, I will say this, you know, they offense played so much better than they did against the Niners, but the thing is, is there's so many question marks. The offense as a whole, I'm just going to point this uh. out. The offensive touchdowns they had in the game, all right? You had a massive, really fun touchdown pass to George Pickens, 71 yards. A field goal. Actually, two field goals. Yep. And that was that. And so you pretty much just had 13, actually, no, 12 points because they missed the, the two-point conversion uh, when they got the Pickens tutty. So it was one of those things where defense carried this dang team from the first snap. Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt, who is now the franchise leader in sacks. He passed my boy James Harrison with that game. They sacked Deshaun Watson six times. He looks bad. I'm just going to say it. He looks rough. And with the loss of Nick Chubb, as you know, as a fan, I don't like to see players get hurt like that at all. So I'm, of course, hoping the best for Nick Chubb. I've heard it's the same knee he hurt in college. So that's even scarier. It's the same knee, the same cartilage that he had severe damage to in college. So hopefully he's able to come back and be healthy. But, I mean, we're talking like Pittsburgh's defense. They carried the Steelers. 14 points on defense. A pick six by Heisman. A home recovery by T.J. Watt. The defense carried this team, Zeus. And oh yeah, it's one of those things where at one point in the game, there was a chant to fire Matt Canada. In the middle I, of the game. Yeah, I saw a clip of that. I think uh, the Rich Eisen show was playing that. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Are Steelers fans disunhinged? Oh, wait. Wow. <laughs> it's That's that's crazy. It, it's one of those things where, like, Pittsburgh, you know, this is how I've always described, thought about this, you know. Pittsburgh had, was blessed when you think about it. After Big Ben got a couple years under his belt, 
dude was a beast. And he had the talent around him to make it work. Even if they were kind of eh, he could make stuff happen. He, he could make stuff happen, you know? Like, yeah. that's what I'll say. He could make stuff happen. You know, and when this coordinator shows up, Big Ben looks bad. He only threw 17 tullies last year. He tried. He was, listen, it, it's the coordinator. You have had three seasons with this guy. His schemes are not working. For example, with the game on the line, Zeus, this motherfucker at coordinator calls like this direct snap run with the quarterback. Now I know Kenny Pickett has some mobility. But with the game on the line and you need a first down, you call that? Give the ball to Rock to the Nodge. R-O-C-K to the N-A-J. R-O-C-K to the N-A-J. You give it to Najee Harris. It's just that easy. It is just that easy, folks. And my conclusion, (laughs) folks. Steelers gone to Super Bowl. Woo! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, like they win the game, and I'm always happy for a win against the Browns. I, 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 I just gotta say, I, I am always happy for that. But my God, they gotta fix this offense because this offense can be good. But goodness, it, goodness, man. it could be. But um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff holding it back. But in the end, you win. That's all that matters. Do-do-do-do. There you go, folks. Um, other... Oh, but there's one. Go on. Go on. There's, Sorry, one... There's, there's... there's one more thing to uh, discuss, and sure. unfortunately, uh, during Dolphins Patriots game, just a reminder to all the fans out there uh, that are with us: um, please control yourself in the stands because, unfortunately, there was someone that literally died in the stands. There was a fight that broke out in the fourth quarter of the Dolphins Patriots game, and yeah, old guy in his fifties um, just was, um, I think, punched a couple times and maybe punched in the wrong areas and. Just, I guess, choked to death. Like, we don't know what the cause of death is, but he just died in that stadium seat. It's it's nuts that people's lives can shift that quickly. But, yeah. Football, awesome game. But, yeah, it's just a game. Don't let it consume you to that point where yeah. you want to commit violence against other fans. Second did. Uh, it was Dale Mooney who, unfortunately, passed away 53 years old, a 30-year season ticket holder of the Patriots. Uh, a witness uh, said that Mooney had gotten to a physical confrontation with a group of other men before some fan uh, walked over and slugged him. And then it was nothing crazy until Mr. Mooney was not given up. They are indicating that he had a previous, a pre-existing medical condition that caused his death, but they're possibly him that that results from the punch and uh, getting yeah, hit. He, Don't want to speculate any further than that, but it's just no. control yourself at the games. Like you, at the end of the day, it is just a game. It, it, yeah, it is so- just a game. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. Just don't let it go to those levels, especially when you're out there representing your fan base in real life. Yeah. That just creates stigma and just it makes does. things worse. And, and I'll, I'll add this too real quick, Zeus. Like, you know, our interpretations of fan bases are always based on the members of those fan bases we interact with. Like I could say for the record, like I have had interacts with good fans of teams and really bad fans of teams. But some people will always say like for me, Man, I don't like the Steelers. And mm-hmm. it's all because they've had a bad interaction or so with the Steelers and it just wasn't that nice or it was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's the thing I just want to point out, too, is, like, you know, 
you can be a fan of your team, but like first impressions will always make sure of like what that other fan thinks of the fan base in their head. Uh, so it's like you just gotta control yourself. Yeah, you're right. But moving on from that, like sure. I mean, much condolences from the family, of course. Um, let's recap a little bit of last week's games. Some big ones that stick out to me: two teams, sure, the Bengals and the Chargers. And guess what? They're both O and two. Manny, yeah. what's going on? I thought these teams had elite QBs that are so much better than Tua. What is going on here, my friend? I mean, Chargers have a coach that I'm personally not a big fan of. Also, don't you know, it's it's common history that the Chargers must have, like, heartbreaking, gut-punching defeats in, in, in the worst way in overtime. Uh, it, it, it is a common thing with the Chargers. I mean, they... The, they, the, the thing is, Herbert played good. It's just, it's play calling. I think what kills the Chargers is play calling. I could have seen for the Bengals. The Bengals held on to defeat, defeated by Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And Lamar sort of looked like he was worth all the money. Two touchdowns, 24-33 with a 54 yards on the ground. So just looked to me like, you know, it was a back and forth kind of a game. And, you know, one of those, that, that's a kind of game where, AFC North, you never know who's going to win it out, but Baltimore just played, just had the better calls at the right time. Packers, not Packers, Bengals had to get it going with uh, 320 to go with hashtags at the T Higgins from Joey B. However, it was not enough. Joe Burrow, in fact, a lot of Ohio, I think all the Ohio State starting quarterbacks in the NFL, they're 0 2. Yeah, you're right. The Bears QB and then Joe Burrow right here. Um, I forget who the other is. CJ Stroud, was it? Stroud. Yes, yeah, CJ Stroud. Yeah, 0 2. But that's understandable, 0 2. The other 0 yeah. 2s, uh, weird, but still a lot of season to go. Um, Bengals have been this whole before, but they both have very tough games, which we'll get to in the next segment. But beyond those two teams, wow. Um, surprising, the 49ers and the Rams is actually a very competitive game. Oh, yeah. Um, and we have a rise of a superstar coming from the Rams, of all people. Do you believe in nakua do i believe in nakua that is an excellent question do i believe do you believe that's the question do you believe though in nakua do you believe do i believe in nakua yep i think yeah i i think he's he's gonna be on pace to uh shatter some records skipper cup uh buddy you got some competition over there so got the young stud that can probably stay healthy and make some plays for Matthew Stafford. So I mean, watch out. Um, the Rams are, I think, going to be a surprise team in the NFC. That could uh, shake, uh, can turn some heads. I mean, you know, Cooper Cup is hurt, but it's good to see, like, you know, a fifth rounder out of BYU, you know, gets gets um, has a massive game where he just goes off. He's been targeted the most out of all of the players thus far, and he caught 15 passes, 147 yards. Puka Nakua. Keep our eyes on him, my friend. Absolutely. It's and while we had glory, while we had glory in a loss, we cannot say the same about certain equines <laughs> out west. The Commanders, shockingly two and zero, survive a hail mary from Russell Wilson in the last seconds. I, I will say, I, I'm pretty certain having watched that play multiple times, there was some pass interference that the Commanders <laughs> got away with, but. You know, how heartbreaking is it for the Broncos? You have that rough season last year, you know, let's ride, let's ride, let's ride. 
Broncos, Broncos country. country. Let's ride. You know, you have that <laughs> rough, rough, rough season last year with Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. You found Nathaniel Hackett. You get Sean Payton as your head coach. And, you know, Payton, I like Sean Payton as head coach, but he's got his work cut out for him there. Russ, you know, did the big throw. He didn't look that bad overall. 18 for 32, three touchdowns, one attention, but big play, big, 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 big Hail Mary. Reminded me a bit of Colorado and Michigan back in the late, early 90s, but he made the big play. They just could not get it on the two-pointer. How heartbreaking must it be for the for the for the for the Broncos? You get the hope and you just have these heartbreaking losses, man. That's heartbreaking. Gut punching yeah. I don't I don't know if you watch a guy named Brandon Perna, but his reaction to the game was downright hilarious. Oh, I love just... I love that's good sports. I love Brandon Perna. He's reacting to those are is amazing. Yeah, because I saw his live stream reactions like, wow, dude, I feel so, I, I've been there. It sucks when you have hope ripped away like that. But at the same time, they deserve to lose this game because they were leading quite much into the fourth quarter and they just blew it. Yeah. They blew it. Um, blew it. And we need that sound effect stat we do. next we, time we, around. We do it. But I'll tell you this, dude, nothing I know is too. Sam Howell could be the quarterback option, the late round draft pick out of North Carolina. Guy that some people were very big on, just was a late pick out of UNC. He looks solid so far. We'll see how he does the rest of the season uh, for the Commanders. Though that was that was just a crazy, crazy game. I saw that ending, and then oh goodness, the heartbreak it shows. And yep. any, any other NFL games you want to talk about, real quick? Yeah, briefly, Giants and Cardinals. This is going to be a game that people overreact to, and I have my suspicions on the Cardinals. Like, are you deliberately tanking? Am I going to start accusing you of that? Because mm, that that was wild. The Giants looked terrible for six quarters, and the first half of the game looked putrid. And all of a sudden, they make this comeback. Uh, that's a little sus. I don't know about you, Manny, but I'm going to keep my eyes on the Cardinals here. What well, are they plotting? They are starting Joshua Dobbs at quarterback, former Pittsburgh backup. I loved him at Tennessee. It's just, you know, they, their goal, Zeus, is going to not be to win. You have Joshua Dobbs, who I'm happy he's finally getting an opportunity to start. Because I've always thought, dude, dude's got a good arm. Dude's got a good arm. Uh, he finally made his first start in the NFL last year with the Titans. So it, their their goal is clearly not to get a win. I mean, you I mean you don't have uh, Kyler Murray playing. Uh, you have Hollywood Brown. So there's there's talent you can build around in Arizona. Just one of those things. This is probably going to be one of those years where you just look at it and say, hey, we're just gonna we know we're not going to be good this year. Uh, Murray's out. So that, that's probably why they, they just they they've just been really rough this year. Murray has began the year on the reserve, physically unable to, pl- to perform less. So when he comes back, it might be a little bit better. But for right now, they're going to have to be on that struggle bus. Uh, as for next week, Zeus, let's talk about yeah. your your Dolphins next week, real quick. Oh yeah, um, home opener. So Dolphins um, get to greet the heartbroken Broncos at home. Um, currently favored um, to win by touchdown. So. Yeah, I think um, if they if they uh, keep playing the same way they did against the against the Patriots, um, it should be a cruising win. Um, I have full confidence in this team. I don't think there's gonna be a letdown. They're hyped. They're playing at the top of their game. So they the only thing I worry about is that with the impending Buffalo game coming next week, which will be for first place in the division early in the season. Um, yeah, just take care of business at home and get ready and stay healthy for next week's game. So should hopefully. Please let this be less of a heart attack game this week for my thins. Um, 
But knowing them, I'm probably going to be at the edge of my seat. It's like, come on, come on, don't blow this. <laughs> uh, All right, what about I feel you, man. Uh, for the Steelers, sorry, for the Steelers, uh, they're going to a team that I have a soft spot for. I've always admired the Raiders and how they're they're always a renegade, always going against what's happened in the NFL. Al Davis feuding with the commish is always a always something I love talking about. And the Raiders conspiracies. That should be a – talk about that in the offseason. That should be a fun one. But uh, this is a matchup that I think Zeus could go either way. I You know, you have two quarterbacks, both of which are trying to put themselves, Jimmy Garoppolo and Kenny Pickett. Pickett, I think, is just fine. I think a lot of CRS fans are hitting the panic button. But in reality, he's behind a terrible scheme. He is – Ben Roethlisberger started his Ken Weisenhunt. And and Bruce Arians as his card as his coordinators and quarterback coaches. Like he, Kenny Pickett has the worst coordinator of all time in as his as his coordinator. I think they'll be fine. This is a matchup that I think could go either way. My man Minka is questionable though, so we'll check in on that. But matchup predictor: fifty point eight percent Raiders, forty eight point eight percent Steelers. But a line of two and a half for Vegas. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. This is a match that could go either way. I'm an optimist, though. I will always hope for a Steelers dub. Of course. Like, why go into a week expecting you're going to lose bad? Yeah. Um, it's, going to be a close, it's going to be a close game. Of course. Um, but, yeah, not surprised. Wouldn't be surprised who wins either way. I think people are going to overreact to the Raiders game blown up by the Bills. Um, but there's, there's going to be doubters because, I mean, no offense to the Steelers, but, um, you know, they the defense capitalized. Will that carry over to next week? We'll see. And, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, so any uh, any big games for the weekend we want to talk about before we hop right into pickums? Uh, for me, big games. I love. I, I, there's a lot of big games to look think about, man. You got the two and zero Saints traveling to Lambeau Field to take on the Packers, and it should be a fun one. See how Derek Carr can perform. Uh, should be a should be a fun matchup. Uh, an even line Vikings and Chargers. Both of those two teams fighting for their first win. One thing I'm gonna. I, I'm I'm looking at right now. It's got my eye. Uh, a Super Bowl rematch on Monday Night Football. Why are they doing two games on Monday Night Football? Can, can the Lord like above explain to me why are we are doing two games on Monday Night Football? But I like that Rams Bengals matchup. That should be a fun one. Super Bowl rematch, man. Yeah, but Burrow might not even play. So if that's the case, yeah. the Bengals could be staring at the O three abyss. Oh dear, and you're then right. Panic will settle in. And what do you, any games you're looking at those is? Yeah, I think the sneaky good ones, Eagles and Bucks, um, supporting the state teams. I think the Bucks are, especially with Baker Mayfield there, since I do support the Sooners, thanks to my dad being an alumnus there. Um, should be a sneaky game. I think the Eagles will be sweating on the road. Possible upset, but um, yeah, I think that's certainly a good primetime game to watch. Hopefully the Buccaneers don't wet the bed, especially at home on primetime. Um, another big game this week. Um Shockingly, it's going to be the uh, the Bills at Commanders. Um, are the Commanders frauds? Are they not? Are the Bills looking forward to Miami next week, or will they? Um, yeah, will they will they lay an egg on the road? Who knows? Um, but if they play like they did last week, this should be a no brainer. Um, Josh Allen running all over the Commanders. Um, and I think the last game of the week, yeah, uh, you already mentioned, yeah, Falcons Lions. That, that's another prove it game right there. Uh, Falcons 2-0, but no one really believes in them. And the Lions, um, that was a nasty overtime loss right there. Um, will they bounce back? We'll see when we get to pick them. But, yeah, um, a lot of crucial turning points of narratives and seasons on the line. Because um, I'm calling right now, um, if the Chargers or Bengals go 
I guarantee you they would not make the playoffs. You think so? Guarantee. Guarantee. I'm putting, guarantee. Yep. I'm putting my foot down. Put my hook down. If that happens. If it does happen. We heard it here, folks. Yep. They're not making the playoffs. <laughs> now, All right. So let's pick our picks. All right. Let's talk about our picks from last week. It was a rough week for you, though. Uh, for the Haas, 0-3 on your picks. You went Road Warriors all the way. I went 2-1. Uh, the Jaguars-Chiefs upset was the only uh, game that I wasn't... I get When the Jags get good, man, I overhype them way too much. And I will admit this to you fully. I get too crap like, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I just want to see Jacksonville kick ass. But Zeus, it's a new week. Who's mm-hmm. your Check first pick? All right, I got to shake it off right here. So I want to go ahead and... Um... Kind of follows suit what you did last week. Oh, um, I'm gonna look at that right now. Um, the make it or break it game, and that one being an, an AFC NFC showdown, the Chargers at the Vikings, even line. So it's straight pick. I don't have to worry about yeah, the spread. But it's basically who do I trust the least? Chargers blow away the leads. Mm. Vikings somehow can't find a way to close out games either. It it. it it, 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 it is the toughest, but I think the Chargers are in full desperation mode, um, especially the way how Brandon Staley responded from last week's um, press conference after the game. It's like, yeah, the Jackson Jaguars selling your mind. Are you feeling bad about that? What do you think? So, yep, I think for this, I'm taking the Chargers over the Vikings. Um, I think they're going to be more desperate than the Vikings, and there's trade rumors going on with the Vikings as well, so a lot of distraction going on. But we'll see. Um, might be dumb because I'm not taking clear favorite, but I think this is my last chance. If the Chargers upset me again, I vow to you they will never be picked for the rest of the season. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. I will never trust them again. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, for my first pick, um, I'll go to the AFC East and I will take the Patriots with a two and a half line over the new over the over the Jets. Now I I, I I don't mind jumping into this, jumping into the jumping into the AFCs, my friend. The main thing there, there is drama galore in East Rutherford, New Jersey, uh, as there is right now. Uh, lots of issues. Oops. Brees Hall tweeted out just four football emojis. He got only on the ball four times. Uh, I don't know about Brother Wilson, as they call him out here, but uh, <laughs> even I, this, that's the true thing. I have heard him referred to as Brother Wilson. He looks like he's about to be pig apart in Cobra Kai, for crying out loud. Uh, so I say it's going to be a Pats win over the over the Jets. Two and a half is the betting line. I think they can cover that against the Jets team that lucked into a win because the Bills played badly and got wrecked by the, by the Cowboys defense. So. That's my first pick. Zeus, who you got next? All right. So looking at the rest of the lineup here. Oh, man. I'm going to save my spicy take for last year. Oh, okay. But as I mentioned before, I'm going to – I think I want to hold hold to it. I think the Bucs at home are going to keep a very close game against the Eagles, so I think they'll cover. You Um, think they'll cover against the Eagles? Yeah, like – yeah, the Buccaneers, uh, they've, they've been uh, two bad NFC North teams um, with the big boys coming to town, but I think they'll do enough. That defense is still talented. Eagles are still fine trying to find their identity. It's always tough to win on the road, and it's a primetime game, so I think they will cover. I think um, they'll find a way to slow down Jalen Hurts in that offense, and Baker Mayfield, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, 
Um, should keep this close. Um, five points is kind of a lot, especially for a primetime game where anything goes. So, yeah, give me the Bucks. Let's go. Tell you what, Baker's played really darn good for the Bucks. So we'll see if he can keep it going, man. Uh, another thing, I, I will take for my next pick the other Monday night match. I don't know why there's having two Monday night matches, but I will take the other one. And I will take, instead of, so the line is Cincy two and a half. Now, some might say, man, this is your AFC North. This is your Steeler bias coming in. You know, you don't like the Bongos. I'm taking the Rams just because, but how Stafford is targeting Puka Nakua and just mm-hmm. how the Joe Burrow has looked in those past couple of games. I know the Bengals will take a bit to get going, but with the Rams season last year, I think they'll rebound. I am taking the Rams over the Bengals, and I think they can cover that two-and-a-half spread. That's a, that's a pretty solid pick. Um, yeah, everyone's expecting the Bengals to turn around, but it's really, really hard to believe in them fully, um, especially with a banged-up Burrow. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I, I like these picks so far. Now, what is your – I'm curious, what is your spicy pick that you have saved for last? Tell me. Well, spicy pick because I typically typically do not take blowouts here. I think they're, they're, they're definitely traps for gamblers out there. But ah, just based on what I've heard that's going on and how the Chiefs looked, I'm going to take the Chiefs over the Bears. Minus 12 and a half. It's going to be a bloodbath. The Chiefs are going to assert themselves why they're so dominant in the AFC. The Bears are a mess. They are soul-searching. They're on the road. Um, they have literally no shot. So, yeah, like they got no defense. They got no offense. It's what 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 do they have that you can hold over the Chiefs? And absolutely nothing. So just based on that, yeah, it's going to be a blowout. Chiefs with the massive cover right here against the Bears – who I might argue might be as bad right now as, as the Cardinals, if not worse. Like, and, and considering the drama that they're into right now that we brought up at the start of this recording, uh, dare I say, it, it? I think they're going to struggle. I think they're going to struggle. Yeah, like it's – I don't think we have too many blowouts. Only the Cowboys have been dealing with blowouts this year. But I don't know. I think the Cowboys, they're prone to slow down at some point um, against the feisty Cardinals team. So I trust the Chiefs do it more than the Cowboys right now. Sorry, Cowboy fans, but I'm still watching you. I'm still watching you. See if you're really elite or not. <laughs> ah, Zeus is still with the eye. For my final pick of the, of the week, um, I will take a look at that Saints and Packers matchup. Now, this is a matchup I think will be fun. You have a rookie. You have a Jordan Love looking pretty darn solid. And Derek Carr, I'm not looking too bad. The Saints offense is kind of strange. Taysom Hill, who is still as a quarterback as their leading rusher. I don't, I don't get it. But um, Brother Hill, as they are, he's also referred to up here. Brother Hill. <laughs> Listen, lots of quarterbacks from up here. He's also from Pocatello, fun fact. Uh, but I will take the Cheeseheads over the Saints. Just for the simple fact that I think Jordan Love is starting to really look like the possible starter of the future in in, in Green Bay. And I, I think the Saints will keep it a close one, you know, because like Derek, if there's one thing about Derek Carr, he's a very competitive quarterback. But I think, personally, the Packers have a good core. They have a really good safety room, a really good defensive back room. So I think, personally, you know, they have a team that can beat this Saints team and eke one out over the Saints. Yeah, the the NFC South, uh, this is our make it or 
make it a break it a week for them. Um, yeah, like I'm I'm picking the Buccaneers, and you're going with you're you're going against the Saints here. So yeah, um, yeah, um, hard to say, hard to say. Um, I don't think we really get a full identity of the teams until after week four. So maybe the picks will get easier as time goes along. But yeah, I'm I'm uh, ecstatic to see uh, where where this week could lead us. So there's our picks. Three more for the record. Um, and we'll see um, who pulls ahead by this time next week. We shall see. Any final thoughts, Zeus? Any final thoughts? Well, I'm going to see Otaku this weekend, so it's going to be kind of hard keeping track of the football, but mm-hmm. um, keeping track of my phone. Um, and, yeah, hopefully um, me watching the UCF game will lead to a victory. And that uh, Keep the good times rolling, my friend. Keep the good times rolling. Oh, I like to see Finns and UCF get big wins this week. So that's it for me. Let's hope for the best here. For my co-host, Mr. Zeus Pegasus IMA, don't thank you for listening in once again to the Furries and Football Podcast available on Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Player FN or wherever you get your podcast. Please go to furriesfootball.podbean.com and you'll hear every, every episode. Until next time, for my partner Zeus, we're out of here.